As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Huddle Up! Podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, the uh, NFL, hey, you never have to question or wonder if they're going to fail to exploit a really good, juicy storyline. They showed out in force on that front, scheduling the Denver Broncos against the Seattle Seahawks. It's a road game to open the season on Monday night football. Could we hope to maybe see Russ versus Locke? I mean, the universe might explode. Either Russell Wilson versus Drew Locke or Russell Wilson versus Geno Smith. I like the Broncos' chances. In primetime, Monday night football, uh, you couldn't buy a primetime game for the Broncos last year. They open up with one. They have several on their schedule. I can't wait for Russell Wilson to stick it to Seattle in primetime at Seattle in front of his former adoring fans. At first glance, I like how the schedule shook out. They had their home opener against the Texans the following week, but week one already. Scott and I talked about it on Broncos for Breakfast earlier this morning. When you have a game that you can get up for, when you have a quality opponent, and quarterback aside, Seattle is a quality opponent compared to last year anyway, the Broncos and Russell Wilson will be getting up for this game. I literally cannot wait till it's Monday night. Can't wait. It's going to be a gas. And yes, guys, you might notice we're trying out some uh, something new on our background look. So we'll, we're, we're vibing out. We got some things in the works, but so much to get to. I think, Scott, as we had some uh, very generous superstars right out of the gates, like John Sandoval jumping in early, just wanted to give you a shout out, guys, and then we're going to dive into the content. Trust. Thank you, John. Sam Bam, you demand, <clears throat> pardon me, with a very generous super. We will get to the Jerry Judy stuff. He says, the Jerry Judy news kind of ruins the schedule release excitement. Hopefully this doesn't involve a suspension, but not going to hold my breath. Ugh. Appreciate you, Sam Bam. Put a pin in that. We're going to come back to it. Trust. And then, of course, we've got Michael Ronquillo throwing down, giving us uh, uh, positive vibes and, and greetings. I just had a guitar pick stuck to my 
That's how you know I'm a rocker, dude, when I've got an actual guitar pick stuck to my forearm. Um, Michael, you the man, dude. Love you. Seriously, thanks for being here. All right, let's go through this. For those of you listening, let's let's go through this schedule, lay it out. I mean, I know you're dying to find out who the Broncos are playing in the preseason. Well, let's go ahead and break that ice. Dallas Cowboys at Buffalo and then home again for the Minnesota Vikings. The regular season, as we mentioned, opens on Monday night freaking football against the Seahawks. Count it so far, one primetime game. Week two, back home, home opener, as Zach mentioned, against the Houston Texans. Week three, the San Francisco 49ers at home on Sunday night football. That's two primetime games. Week four, at the Las Vegas Raiders. Week five, at uh, at home, Thursday night football, another primetime. That's three, all right? Week six at the Chargers, also Monday night football. Holy smokes, man. I mean, the Broncos, let's see, one, two, three, four already. Golly, primetime. All right, New York Jets at home week seven, and then this is when they travel to face the Jacksonville Jaguars at Wembley Stadium October 30th. That's week eight, and that's going to be early and on ESPN+, and then they get their bye week. Cool. So they travel, Zach, and then we'll get the second half of this. They travel for that. That's a pretty serious gauntlet to open up the season, but it's nothing to, I think, worry too much about. There's some quality opponents there, but that's something you can navigate. Yeah, I'm looking at it in front of me, and I actually have a tweet I'm composing mid-podcast. The first half of the schedule, if you look at it, is much more favorable than the second half. You look at the Broncos' final six games, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, That's a murderer's row. So you have to collect the wins. We talked about it last year. You have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. So I'm looking at the Texans. I'm looking at the Seahawks, quite frankly. I'm looking at the Colts, the Jets, the Jaguars, and one of the Raiders or the Chargers, if not both. The Broncos have to win these games. They have to be, I believe, going into Week 9, no worse if they really want to compete for the West than seven and two. Agreed. So we come out of the bye. The wounds have been licked, and it's a tough test against a playoff opponent, the Tennessee Titans, on the road. Then it's back home week 11 to face the Raiders. On the road again, going to the East Coast to play the Panthers. Then we come back – or no, we're still on the road, East Coast. So, so two East Coast games in a row at the Baltimore Ravens. And Baltimore, look, they had some struggles last year. I view them as a playoff quality opponent on this schedule. Then they come back week 14, take on the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football. This, I think, Zach, is going to be that pinnacle moment of snapping the streak. It might happen. um, Now, I'm going to believe this is when it's going to happen. All these previous uh, Broncos Chiefs primetime games, last year notwithstanding, where they just get absolutely embarrassed. I think that's a thing of the past. All right, week 15, home, two in a row. Arizona Cardinals to at home, Kansas City, then Arizona. Week 16 on the road at the Rams. And that's the one that is, of course, on Christmas Day. It's going to be televised on CBS and Nickelodeon. Slime time, baby. On the road again at Kansas City. And then home, final game of the season, Los Angeles Chargers. So, Zach, I want your thoughts on that final slate to kind of, kind of suss out what you'd mentioned Ooh. earlier about the second half. But should we be viewing the Chargers similar to the Ravens as a playoff caliber worthy opponent? Yeah, I, I tend to, until proven otherwise, given the Brandon Staley, uh, you know, uh, coaching and given the quarterback play that hasn't led to a playoff berth, I would say Baltimore is a little more of a contender right now uh, than Los Angeles. But you look at that schedule, man, 
from Baltimore to the Chargers, that's, again, murderer's row. Six games in a row where you face playoff team after playoff team. It's where you claim your stake, though. If you belong in the tournament, if you belong playing deep into January, you will beat those teams. I'm not saying you have to beat all of them. This is the NFL, after all. Parity reigns supreme. But you got to go in there with the confidence that your team is better than Kansas City, better than Baltimore, better than Arizona, better than the Rams, the Chiefs. It could happen. They could go... Five and one in that stretch. But, you know, if not, if they take a nosedive or if they're not as good as we think they are, they could easily go two and four. But if they're if they're legit, they'll come out on top with a positive record. But let's go through this real quick. All right. Because it's easy to throw out there, you know, 11 and six or 10 and seven or 12 and five. So I'm just going to go through. And Scott, if you wouldn't mind, get ready for this. Like keep a note in the chat or something, because I will forget the math midstream. I just don't math well. Zach and I are going to, off the cuff, this is a way too early prediction, but this is just off the cuff, all right, things being as they are today. All right, week one, Zach, it's on the road. Win or loss for the Broncos at Seattle? Win. Convincing win. That's one win. Week two, the home opener against a still bad Houston Texans. Win? Yeah, Lovey Smith and Davis Mills, I'm not scared. I'll take my chances. A familiar opponent at home the next week on, once again, the primetime stage in the San Francisco 49ers? I'm going to say they take the L. I'm going to take a win here because Russ knows them. I'm just going to say I think they they can get this one. Wow, I'm already at 3-0. All right, so I'm three. You're uh, you're two. All right, here we go. At Las Vegas Raiders week four, Zach? I think they win that game. Okay, so that's three. Hmm. I'm going to take that one as my first loss because they've struggled to win in the, in in Vegas. All right, so we're both at three and one. Baby. For opponent, depending on how things shake out for them. I like it. Let Matt Ryan come play in uh, October Denver weather. You know, as mild as it may be to the Coloradans. I, I know I completely butchered that. Yep. But it's not going to be so favorable for Matt Ryan. So W for me. I agree. I think that's a that's a win. So that's four and one at the Chargers on Monday Night Football, Zach. Oh man. Oh, I'm going to say loss. Gut feeling. I'm going to say loss as well. Two primetime games back to back at LA. They'll split. So what are we at? Four and two. Yeah. I think we're both at four and two. Okay. All right, cool. Win, then win. we get to uh week seven home against the jets. I'm taking that as a dub five and two. Yeah. Zach. Yeah. October 30th, week eight on the road in London. A lot of kind of, you know, exterior factors in play. It's a long ways to travel. Is this a win? It better be a win. (laughs) Yeah. London or not, it better be a victory. So I'm going W. I'm taking it as well. Um, All right. Bye week. That's a win. Then the Titans on the road. Oh, man. The Titans are so Jekyll and Hyde, though. It's like they can look like world beaters one week and, and, you know, pretenders the next week. If what this was saying? in Denver, dude, I'd take the Broncos. But this one being on the road, I'll take the Titans. Yeah, same. So that's three losses, both of us. Uh, home against the Raiders, I'm I'm, I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. I think they split with the Raiders this year. They win yeah. the home game. I'm gonna go. I think they sweep. So I think I picked a. Did I pick a win in the first game? I think I did. Right. Yeah, you you picked a win. I picked a loss. I see a sweep. Screw you, McDaniel's. Um, at Carolina, week twelve. Win. 
I'm going to take that as a win as well. Uh, at Baltimore, week 13. Loss. I'm going to take that as a loss as well. But that's a game that could go either way. Yeah. I mean, the thing that we got to remember here is we're not viewing this. It's kind of hard to picture it, right? Your team out there competing in the regular season with Russell Wilson as your quarterback, you know, it's we got to resist the temptation or at least the habit of viewing this through the same old prism, right? This isn't Drew Locke. This isn't, you know, Trevor Simeon. This is freaking Russell Wilson. So that could be a, a win. Instead of just saying, oh, it's at Baltimore, chalk up another L, I'm still going to view it as a, as a loss. This is where the streak ends, Zach. On my birthday, December 11th. Oh, it's perfect. Sunday night football. That's Broncos perfect. are snapping the streak, defeating yes, the Chiefs at home. Yes, sir. I think they split. So Victory. then they're home again. Arizona Cardinals. What do you see there? I don't know what I'm at right now because I have a certain number in mind and I don't, I don't want to go. Look at Scott. That? If you can count the digi. Nine wins. Oh, five and five and four. Five and four. Okay. Um, no, just just type it in the chat because because we suck. Anyway, we'll come <laughs> back to it. Just pick just pick the pick the pick the uh, what is it? I think they beat Kyler Murray. I think they're, they're I do too. a mentally soft team. So victory. I think the, the it's a win over the Cardinals, and they go on the road versus the world champs. I think they're going to lose that game. That's tough. Here's the only caveat. Russ knows the Rams. You know, this is a team he's competed against uh, his entire career. I'm going to say this is a sneaky upset win on Christmas. I'm going to say on my birthday and Christmas, Broncos get them both. Okay. At the Kansas City Chiefs, this is one I'm just going to say the Chiefs win. Same. How about you? They split, yeah. Oh, yeah, you said they split. And then lastly, the Chargers at home, though, I'm taking that as a win. Same. So this is a – Zach, this is a – I don't know. I think 12-5, and 11-6. and six, yep. I can see the Broncos finishing somewhere in there with this schedule. Guys, we want to hear in the chat what you see. What do you see? Let us know. Drop some knowledge. But – Man, it's just so fun trying to like picture this team competing with Russell Wilson as the quarterback. Like my mind is trying to like will it into existence and it's still just hard for me to reckon with similar to when Peyton came here. Yeah, I have 11 and 6 for the Broncos right now and I think that's fair and I think that's realistic and it's a, a huge leap from anything we've seen in the last half decade. Uh they're going to be contenders, they're going to be competing for the West, but a couple games could go here or there. Like you said, though, it's so hard to preview a game on December 18th, for example, in May, when the opponent, the situation, the circumstance is going to change week by week by week by week. We won't know what these teams look like until the season starts, and even then, until the games are actually played. So I think 11-6 and six is a fair record. We'll come back to the schedule, but I want to grab what Sam Bam had to say. We don't forget about our Super Chat superstars. Believe. In case you missed it, guys, and Zach had the article for us at milehighhuddle.com, headline, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy arrested on charge of criminal tampering. The takeaway here, this was announced by the Arapaho, or confirmed, I should say, by the Arapaho um, County Sheriff's, quote, professional football player Jerry Judy has been arrested by Arapaho County Sheriff deputies. He's being held at the Arapaho County Jail on charges of second degree criminal tampering with a domestic violence enhancer, a misdemeanor. He's on a no bond hold. And he, of course he's innocent until proven guilty. Zach, I'm going to go ahead and quote you real quick. Judy, who was remanded into custody at 1130, uh, 
a.m., 12.30 p.m. Mountain Time must remain in jail until seen by a judge per the no-bond hold. His hearing is likely to occur within the next 24 hours, after which a mandatory restraining order can be issued. What the Sam Hill happened? Zach, break it down for everybody. Apparently, it's a um, it is a misdemeanor that should be worth noting. It's not like a, a Ray Rice situation, anything too bad uh, from a criminal standpoint. But I believe he had a domestic issue with his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend um, over a phone. There was jealousy. It sounded like a breakup or a fight of some sort that uh, involved an electronic. And as Tom Pelissero explained in Colorado, that's a um, that would fall under the, the special domestic extension whatever extender uh charge that that's added that's added on to it so he's on a no bond hold right now he can't be released from jail until he sees a judge that'll probably happen tomorrow and they'll go from there the broncos are aware of it it sounds like it's not too serious but not the best look for jerry judy who's been fraught with criticism had a kind of a rocky start to his career in denver so far it's not going to do him any more favors this incident i don't get it dude i don't come on jerry Look, and I don't like this no bond hold. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I don't like the whole no bond thing. Like I, someone, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, legal expert here, but someone's got to explain to me why he can't bail out. I don't get that. But nevertheless, if convicted, Judy faces criminal criminal punishment of up to 120 days in jail and a $750 fine. None of which, or at least the the jail time, ain't going to happen as a first time offender. He, might, he could get a fine if convicted, of course. Um, but as you point out here, Zach, even without a conviction, Judy can be subject to NFL discipline if he's found to have been in violation of the league's personal conduct policy. And then here's the Broncos statement. We are aware of the matter involving Jerry Judy and are in the process of gathering more information. Yeah, we have uh, more details in the side comments. It's I. I just saw it here. Tommy Simmers. I've been so preoccupied with all the, oh. the avalanche of Broncos news that's come out. This is more detailed of what happened. He withheld a wallet, medicine, and a car seat. He just had another baby, a daughter, right. while he missed Russell Wilson's passing camp. So sounded like a domestic issue, a fight that kind of went sour. He didn't hit her, though. That came out that he did not put his hands on her, did not escalate. He did, did not resist arrest. So it could have been worse. Thankfully, it wasn't. It's not a felony. It's a misdemeanor. He'll probably get out of it with like community service or some sort of public statement or apology, anger management, whatever. Um, he should be playing this season, but the NFL takes a hard stance against anything domestic violence related, anything in that orbit. He's a first time offender though. He might get off with a slap on the wrist, but the, the possibility is there that he faces discipline from the league. Scott points out here. Why is it a no bond hold? Because it's a domestic issue as Zach by was reporting there. Uh, because bailed out men in the past had then gone after the woman who in their minds put him there, right? Like it's revenge too many times. So um, I guess that does make sense. Tommy, thanks for some of that context, by the way, my friend. So yeah, it's not a good look. What does it mean in the grand scheme of things? Not much, because even if this was something more extreme, which again, it's not good, but it's not like crazy. It's no, we're not, as you mentioned, we're not talking Ray Rice here. But even if the Broncos said, oh, this is a Ray Rice thing, goodbye, which is not going to happen, they're going to be okay when you have Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick as your top two wide receivers. KJ Hamler says he's way ahead of schedule on his crazy injuries. We, I mean, we learned a little bit more about what that dude actually went through when he got hurt last year, week three, but 
And then you got the tight ends and, and the backs. Like Jerry Judy opens things up for you. By all means, you don't want to lose a talent and a route runner that can create separation in different ways than, say, a Sutton or a Patrick. You don't want to lose that. Uh, but if push came to shove, Zach, I think the Broncos, especially with Russ, would be okay. But just not a good look for Jerry Judy, as we talked about a couple nights ago. Just his his the way he presents himself at his pressers and things like that. Like he needed as much PR goodwill as he could get, and this obviously is uh, another debit in the account instead of a credit. I don't want to use the word the B word. I don't want to put that out there yet, but it's not trending in a, in the the right direction for Jerry. I think he can overcome it. I hope he does, but it makes George Payton. I tweeted this earlier. It makes him look smarter and smarter locking up Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick when he did not just for the value, but getting two high character players under contract for the long term. He couldn't have predicted Jerry Judy. It's a nice side bonus. Thankfully, KJ Hamler's coming back. Thankfully, I guess in hindsight now, Chad, thankfully they drafted Greg Dulcich. You and I both kind of pan that pick, but at least they have another pass catcher now that could fill in if Judy takes a nosedive. But I think he'll be okay. I hope he'll be okay because he's only an asset to the Broncos offense. And the sad part is we've never seen what Jerry Judy really could be. Running fake decoy jet sweeps isn't what Jerry Judy's wheelhouse is. And I would like to see what a competent offensive mind can do with him. I hope they get that chance. Yes, indeed. The Duchess dropping in. Love you. A Michaela bomb. Thank you. She says, I heard she grabbed Jerry's cell phone, so he got mad and then took her wallet. There was no violence. Not sure how you can get in trouble for that weird. Yeah, it depends. And especially when there's children involved and stuff. But uh, people in certain areas, Zach, and thank you, Michaela, in certain areas, uh, withholding someone's phone, their communication device can be uh, touch and go. Yeah, and as Tom Pelissero explained, it, it has special circumstances because of the state laws, um, and she was the accuser. That's why it was domestic. So it could have been worse. You know, this is not a good thing for Jerry Judy, but it's not a, the worst thing in the world either. Hopefully, they can patch things up and they can reconcile, and the Broncos can move forward with uh, one of their talented weapons still atop the depth chart. All right, we got GLP with the. Uh, he's he's even more. Uh, Bullish than us. Thank you, Gary. He says, Chad, Zach, and Scott, so stoked about the schedule. You guys sound very conservative. I'm all in. Doesn't mean you're wrong, but he's predicting 13 and 4. Hey, this is a team that if if everything came together, and especially by by virtue of the injury bug, Zach, and you know, you're gonna need some some dominoes to fall in your favor relative to these first-time coordinators and a first-time head coach. So if those things come together. And the glue that could really help those things come together sooner than later is, of course, the presence of a nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback and a guy who's probably destined for the Hall of Fame in Russell Wilson. So if all those stars did align, Zach, I could see a 13-win season. I definitely could. I agree with with Scott, though. Probably the over-under on wins for Denver, 10.5. And, and I'll take the, the slight over. As will I. I could see 13 and 4 being the extreme ceiling if everything goes right, but I'm looking at it realistically. Listen, guys, I cover the Broncos for a living. You know, I've done this for quite a while now. I could easily predict 17 and 0 if I want to be on the Broncos side, but I'm being realistic and objective looking at this team, not just from a personnel standpoint, but inexperienced. You have to figure Nathaniel Hackett's still a rookie head coach. He has nothing but rookie 
first-year assistants underneath him. There's maybe a gelling period. They might go through stagnation midseason. These things happen. You have to take it into account. And being called conservative, I've been burned, as have Chad, one too many times about the Broncos and predicting too many wins. So I think 11-6 and six is still fair, though, considering where they've been in recent years. Oh, yeah. I mean, 11-win season. You're going to the playoffs, that's for sure. And, you know, this it could be. It could be enough 11 wins to win the AFC West. George Fox, appreciate you, big dog, on Facebook. He says, with the new offense, I say 10 and 7, but I hope I'm wrong. Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. Yes, indeed. While we're on this subject, real quick, guys, give you an update on the contest. In the month of February, we have a Demarius Thomas jersey hanging in the balance for our Facebook community and our YouTube community, respectively. We're trying to reach... 200,000 stars in the month of May. If and when we reach that goal, we're going to raffle off a Demarius Thomas jersey to the winner. The only people in the running for that raffle on Facebook are those who contributed to the goal. And fortunately, Facebook makes it easy on us in keeping track of who has contributed the most and in what order. And of course, it's like, you know, the more someone throws down, the more tickets they'll have in the hat, so on and so forth. Here's the rankings real quick, and we'll jump back on content here. Number one, Mark Schrader is the leader of the pack this month, followed by Gary Leeds Palmer at number two, Jacob Foster, Andrew Baker, Phil McLaughlin, Lawrence Rivera at six, Travis Weber at seven, Andrew Lampy at eight, Pete Middleton nine, and Lena Carter ten. And just a few of the names outside, like Howie Frickin' Day, Anthony Grove, uh, Pat, Chris Hernandez, etc. So there's an update on Facebook. Uh, we'll we'll try and do an update on uh, super chats here in just a little bit, but but yeah, ten and seven. Hey, I still think that would be enough to to get you into the dance. And when you have a veteran quarterback, I mean, look at the Broncos when they won their first Super Bowl that '97 season. This wasn't the juggernaut Broncos. I mean, they were a juggernaut. They became the champs, obviously. But in terms of how they were perceived and some of the holes with the roster, I mean, they were a wild card team. Their mission was, hey, let's just get to the dance. They got to the dance knowing, hey, if if we do our thing and we fall in line and kind of rally for the playoffs, anything could happen, and that's exactly what happened, by the way. Hey, Anthony, we'll grab you next. Yeah, I, I, you know, for as conservative as we've been labeled, I think 10 wins is uh, a little too underselling of what the Broncos are capable of. They got seven victories last year out of Teddy Bridgewater, Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer, Drew Locke and company. I think adding four more to that and, uh, you know, not so difficult of a schedule if they can get past the second half with a decent record, they can definitely make it happen. I, I think 11 and six is a good middle ground, but they can, if they hit a stride, they can go 13 and four. If they don't, they can maybe go 10 and seven. That to me is the, uh, like you said, the over under I'm smashing the over. Anthony Grove, Judy News, bad. Seattle, week one, good. Zach and Scott doing the necessary roughness dance. Even better, let's dance and ride. Now, before we actually get to the dance, which it must happen, and I'll join you on these gallows, all right? We'll, we'll hang together. Uh, we got we to gotta see, we got to be reminded of exactly how. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. The stand-up comic from the 90s and actor Sinbad, exactly how he kind of moved and grooved in order for us to try and copy this dance. Scott's going to pull it up. So hang tight just a second. We will get to the we will get to the dance. But Zach, are you ready for this, dude, to cut a rug live on the Huddle Up podcast? Let's what, go. What is my life? You're here for everybody else's entertainment. I mean, that's charge it to the game. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to see some. I'm a visual learner, so I want to see the dance first, and then I'll try to imitate as best as I can, which will be the worst. Hold tight just for a minute, Anthony. We're going to we're gonna pull that, and uh, <laughs> we need to pate. Here you go. All right, here's my version. I'll, I'll make it easy on you, Zach. Pate. Yeah, I'm not going to stand up though, all right? Because no, I'm actually just in my <laughs> oh, pajamas. Just kidding. I'm not in my pajamas. But if I stand uh, up, I'll be out of the frame and all that stuff and with the blurred I, background. All right, Zach, let me see it, dude. Can I see the Macarena? That's what I thought you were doing. I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to copy. I don't know. I'm not a dancer. That's that's all you're getting out of me. All right. Dude, Back 85 shaking his head is shaking it at us, dude. Look, he looks over to our side on the screen. I'm shaking my head at my own self. Right? Yeah, but. I wish I had those kind of grooves and just that grace that Sinbad has. I mean, I can't even move my shoulders. I look like I'm spazzing out. Yeah. Right. And look at this man doing it in shoulder pads, no less. I mean, <laughs> give him his credit. Now I feel demonstrably worse about myself than I did before the podcast. <laughs> hey, thanks for a reminder on that, Anthony, holding our yes. feet to the fire, you know? It's a good, good occasion, though. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump back into the chat here. And uh, I see some. Some activity. Let me scroll up here. StreamYard is being a little bit weird tonight. Um, Probably saw us dancing. The, the stream is like doing a jumpy thing. Zeus! McPeak. Zeus is in the house, dude. Legendary figure. Mount Rushmore figure. The first face etched on the MHH Mount Rushmore is none other than Stu McPeak. As you guys know, around here we call him Zeus. Thank you, buddy. It's great to see you. He says, I'm ready for the season. Heck yeah, buddy. Same, Stu. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Thank you for your generosity as always. I'm. How many exclamation points is that? Because that's how excited I am too. Is that like 15? It's double digits. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. By the way, I don't know if you've made your move yet, but hope everything either is going well or went well or is going to go well on that front, my friend. So best wishes on that. Going closer or getting closer, I should say, is Stu and his family to the Mecca. Rock Chalk Broncos in the hizzy. Thank you for that super chat, big dog. Love seeing the Broncos getting multiple primetime games. It's great for them to be relevant again. Can't wait for the season to start. Let's ride. Denver Broncos for life and MHH for life. Love it. Yes, indeed. I mean, we could go through, you know, pull it up again, Zach. I mean, the Denver Broncos are once again, um, at least in the NFL's estimation, you know, they're worth watching. These this is an important team. So you got the opener, prime time. You've got week three, 
at home against the Niners. Sunday night football. So the first one, Monday night. Week three, Sunday night football. Cut to week five against the Colts at home. It's a Thursday night game. That's the third primetime game. The very next week, they're in primetime again. Monday night football at the Chargers. So in the first six weeks, Zach, count them, four primetime games. And then to finish the first half of the season, they get, I I get it, it's not technically primetime because it's going to be 7.30 a.m. mountain time when they kick across the pond, but the scrutiny and eyeballs that are going to be on that game, granted in many respects from outside the United States markets in particular, are going to be paying close. Lots of eyeballs watching that game. You could almost count that, but it's not. So we'll, we we won't at this stage. Still, four. And then you've got the Chiefs in week 14 on my birthday. That's five. And it wouldn't surprise me, Zach, to see one of these games at the end of the season, depending on how the schedule falls, get flexed. Yeah, it's amazing what a franchise quarterback can do. But I guess they you. can't, right? Isn't there isn't there a rule, five prime time? I'm, I'm trying to remember that now. Those are the type of things I can never remember. It might be that you only can get awarded five at first, and then they can right. always flex you in later. But um, I was going to say, four and a half months ago, the Broncos were employing Vic Fangio and Teddy Bridgewater, and they were as irrelevant, irrelevant as they've ever been. And no one gave a crap about them. Now they have five primetime games. They're playing in London. You know, George Payton hit a home run with Nathaniel Hackett. He hit a grand slam with Russell Wilson, and you're seeing the fruits of that labor payoff in the form of primetime attention. But I happen to think this might be too hyperbolic. The 49ers game is the first litmus test for the Broncos. I don't think Seattle's that challenging. Obviously, the Texans are a cupcake as a home opener. It's how they fare against the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, under the the primetime lights against a really, really stout team, well-coached team. That's going to tell us a lot about Hackett's Broncos. Are you not entertained? I think of that great gladiator Maximus, and that's what I think of when I remember back on Zach and I doing a very poor imitation of the Sinbad dance from Necessary Roughness. GLP, very glad to see that we're at least entertaining you, my friend. Tim, throwing down some big boy stars tonight. I mean, like top rope stars. Thank you, my friend. I think you just like doubled what the entire community, what we've been able to do in the month of May, like with one throwdown. So Tim, you're a prince. Tim Hoffman, love you, big dog. He says, I love this schedule and the optimism. Can't wait for Russ to play in Seattle and walk away with a win. Go Broncos. Zach, Russell Wilson gets the chance to exercise the Seahawks demon like right out of the gates. So if things go well and you expect the Broncos, even though it's a road game, it's going to be an extremely hostile environment. Think back to when Peyton Manning returned to Indianapolis and it was a hard fought game but all the emotions of it, he wasn't the same guy. And it, the Broncos got beat pretty pretty handily by the Andrew Luck-led Colts in his first game against the Indianapolis Colts as a Bronco. I don't know. I think Russ won't maybe be quite so in his head over it as Peyton obviously was, if you guys can think back. I know it's been a decade, but still – You get past Seattle, you exercise that demon, you're Russell Wilson. From there, I'm not going to say it's all downhill, but some weight lifted off your shoulders. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'd rather play Seattle in early September than play them in December. So the Broncos, you know, got a lucky break in that respect as well. Everyone's talking about Russell Wilson for good reason, going back to Seattle and that grudge match, but also Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant. That's three former Broncos facing their former team as well. 
on primetime, Monday Night Football, the the glare of the primetime lights, national attention. It's going to be a slobber knocker. I think the Broncos are going to win going away in the fourth quarter. We'll get into that as the months roll on. But this is going to be a nice tune-up matchup for Denver in week one. Andrew Baker, yo, dude, good to see you. Thank you for the stars throwing down, representing. He says, what's up, my fam? A great season prediction. I'm feeling, or pardon me, I'm more feeling 12 and 5. But what the Sam Hill is up with famous people like NFL players and Johnny Depp and Amber who have everything but nothing at the end of the day. Hashtag smack my head, LOL, Scott. Uh, Hashtag MHH for life. Yeah, I mean, I don't even, far be it from me, Zach, to ever search out anything on the uh, Johnny Depp, Amber, uh, Heard. Heard saga, but YouTube keep serving it up to me maybe it's because of like that's what my daughter looks for my, my daughter she spends a lot of time on youtube and i make her do it on my account so i can monitor what she's looking at maybe it's reading some of the things she sees and that might be interested but uh, i made the mistake one time of at least the way my youtube is set up on my phone if i finish a video it'll autoplay whatever's next on youtube's list or whatever and i got a depth thing and it was like a comedic deal it is crazy to see these very wealthy now johnny depp's net worth for what it's what it's worth (laughs) uh dwarfs amber herds but still it's a good example guys as you think we think to ourselves if we could have the money we'd be happy doesn't change you as a person so the demons you have the strengths the weaknesses the character flaws the character strengths it's kind of like that old saying zach wherever you go there you are same principle applies to whether you have money or not. I'd rather have problems and have to deal with who I am and my unique struggles, though, with a few million in the bank like Depp and uh, Amber Heard have, though, if I could, right? Yeah, people are people. And I believe it was Jay-Z who said you can pay for school, but you can't buy class. And it's it's so true. Money can't buy everything. And you're seeing some very nasty traits come out on both sides. I haven't been following that. And to your point, all it takes is one click for the algo bot to lock you in for life. But, you know, people are people and money doesn't change that. Money only actually brings those problems to the surface faster than they would uh, otherwise. Am I the only one that was just thinking Depeche Mode right there? When? Yeah. People are, isn't that Depeche Mode, Scott? People are people. <laughs> Charlie, what's up, bro? You dumb man. Thank you for the stars, my dog. Very nice to have you in this conversation. Yeah, guys, we want to continue to hear from you what uh, what you see unfolding with this schedule that we went over at the top of the show. And if you're just joining us, we can uh, throw it back on here and yes. and uh, yes, do a please. little do a little scroll for you so you can see what the Broncos are dealing with here on their 2022 regular season schedule. Um, okay. I think I see Naj, but for some reason, as I scroll, I'm not seeing it where I can actually grab it, Scott. Do you? I see him at the top, but every time I scroll, I don't see him. There's the Duchess. Miguel, in the meantime, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Miguel, where have you been, big dog? He says, I really don't like predicting records until somewhere around week five because the NFL is so unpredictable. Good finally catching a late show. It's great to have you, Miguel. Uh, And that's one of the reasons, Zach. There's a lot of reasons, but... One of the reasons why the NFL is king is the parity. You know, you get a schedule, the NBA or even MLB or in many respects, college football, and you can 
out of the gates kind of predict, you know, who the playoff contenders are going to be, all that stuff. And with the NFL, every year there's multiple teams, first to worst, worst to first, all that stuff. And it's one of the joys of watching the NFL. Yeah, there's only 17 of these games, 18 weeks. It's not 162 or 80, however many is in hockey. Um, you only get 17 of these, so you have to make each one count. And yeah, parity reigns supreme. And you can go from worst to first in a matter of one season. It doesn't have to be a three-year rebuild. That's why I've been laughing at that notion for quite a while now when it comes to the Broncos, just because they have a new quarterback, as good as he is, a new head coach, as tantalizing as he is. They can go from 7-10 and 10 to, I'm, I'm not going to say 17 and 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 one but or yeah. 17 and no but they can go 11 12 wins easy that's the nfl nowadays travis what's going on big t he says i'm sorry i'm a bit late tonight had to work late all good you got to bring home that bacon my dog he says but hey i called it seattle week one i hope judy can um escape any harsh punishment in his arrest yes indeed we do too hopefully hopefully it's of such a non-serious nature that when the NFL investigates it, there's there's nothing really to it other than some, um, I don't know, domestic dispute. Again, guys, in case you missed the top of the show, yes, Jerry Judy was arrested, but based on the reports we're hearing, there was no uh, mention of anything violent, certainly not in his charges. Naj, there he is. What's up, bro? Love you. Appreciate you. He says, hey, brother, sorry if I missed this. Any thoughts on which game or games you bros are thinking for the meet and greet. Really good question. Really good question. Naj, always on point. Um, let's take a look here. We'll uh, sketch it up. Now, this is not be fun. This is not for sure, but in most likelihood, it's going to be either the home opener week two or Sunday night football 49ers week three. So one of those two games, right? And then that's going to be 18th of September or the 25th. And again, we will give you concrete stuff uh, when it's appropriate. Off the cuff, one of those two probably. And then we're going to do one more this year. And it's probably going to be before it gets too cold. So maybe sometime in October at home. Golly, Zach, we could do nah, Jets again. Not we could. Again. I was thinking November 20th. That's not too bad. I yeah. Mean, we're. I mean, you start rolling the dice a little bit on weather, and it makes it a little bit harder sometimes to – you know, if you get a if you get super cold or gnarly snow slash rain slash sleet, whatever, makes it a little bit harder for people to want to get out and about and come meet a couple of uh, their favorite podcast hosts in the the tailgate. But nevertheless, yeah, we could do Raiders November twentieth. December eleventh would be a lot of fun too. I know it's, my birthday. Hey, that's so, true. So Naj, we'll have more information for you on that within the next week or two. I promise you. Uh, in the meantime, start kind of looking at that week of September 18th through the 25th, which that is a you know one week of actual time passing Sunday to Sunday. So for what it's worth, Colby, I'm ready. I love the primetime games. Also, I'm going with 11 wins. He says, I love it. I love it. Yes. And by the way, uh, I'm, I just want to mention, I'm going to flash this real quick. BG, good to see you, my friend. I know you're not a fan of, of Jerry Judy. All right. Uh, appreciate the, the super chat and it is disappointing regardless. I mean, we're, I don't want you guys to think that we're, um, downplaying whatever seriousness might be involved. Jerry Judy was arrested that in and of itself, very, very bad look, very bad look for him and the Denver Broncos. If you had a negative view on Jerry Judy going into today, Zach, all it does is reinforce whatever your view on him was. 
And I think, unfortunately, two years into his career as a Bronco, you mentioned his name to a Bronco fan, and more more likely than not, you're going to get some kind of a negative reaction. So you're not alone in that, Brian. Um, but let's just hope he can bounce back from this. Yeah, it's confirmation bias for a lot of Judy's detractors. And I wouldn't go so far as to call him a piece of crap, but it's definitely a um, boneheaded decision putting yourself in that situation when you're in a make-or-break 2022 campaign, quite frankly. You haven't established yourself as a first-round worthy draft pick quite yet, quite honestly, and you're faced with a tantalizing season playing with Russell Wilson and all those receivers, and you're going to make a boneheaded decision like that? I don't know. Aaron Peluso, a newer name on Super Chat. Welcome. Thank you. It might not be your exact first Super Chat, but I know it's not. It's it's one of your first at the very least, so we do appreciate it. Welcome. Uh, he says, I think the Broncos can sweep the Raiders and the Chiefs this year. Fingers crossed. P.S. I'm calling off work for the London game. Believe that. LOL. Does that mean you're going to make the trip, Aaron? Or just, you know, you work on a Sunday and it's freaking butt early Sunday morning. I mean, you're going to have to get up. I'm not going to say when the when the cock crows, but you're going to have to get up early if you don't want to miss any of that game. 7.30 a.m. Mountain Time kick. Now, if you're one of the great members of Broncos country that's not in the Mountain Time Zone and you're East Coast, 9.30 on a Sunday, hey, that's no problem. Even 8.30, eh, might be pushing it for some people on a weekend, 8.30. A lot of people don't want to get up that early on a Sunday, but 9.30, Hey, you can live with that. 7.30, yeah. it's it's You're going to just make sure you set your alarms, have your coffee ready just like the Broncos for breakfast, dudes, and you'll be glad you got up early. Speaking of Broncos for breakfast, we're going to pr- try to take that show on the road. Scott and I want to get out to London to uh, see the game and hopefully meet up with some of you. We're trying to make that happen. We'll keep you guys updated. But, uh, yeah, hope to see you there. That would be awesome. I'm not – no way in Sam Hill am I going to be in an airplane for that long, but I would love to see that. Zeus throwing down stars as well on Facebook. This is why he is Zeus, all right? This is why he is the first face etched on the MHH Mount Rushmore. Love you, big dog. Uh, okay, we are at 44 minutes. Tonight we got to keep things pretty tight right on the one-hour mark because we have lots of things we have to get to outside of the podcast for you, our great readers. Kendrick Ware consistency hashtag consistency for Kendrick Ware day in day out love it appreciate it thank you my friend he says what's up my guys just wanted to hop in and say Broncos country let's ride MHH for life Kendrick dude you have been so consistent we appreciate that as a small token of our appreciation dude send us an email milehighhuddle at gmail.com give us your t-shirt size and your shipping address let us send you a little something as a thank you for being so consistent it's a small thing we can do thank you kendrick for sure appreciate you kendrick thank you all right let me see here um michaela i'm not sure are the are the super chat rankings updated scott okay we'll pull it up michaela we'll get that in just a second jacob foster throwing down good to see you my friend appreciate the stars um the Duchess money enhances your true character. Talking about how could people who are wealthy, you know, make such boneheaded decisions or even be unhappy. But it's true. If you are a generous person having money, you gotta be careful because you can be taken advantage of. If you are a selfish person, having money only feeds into that the more and it can take you down a lonesome 
uh, bitter road. So I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. Your character or lack thereof, because money can heighten the flaws that you have inside. And if you don't have character, it's going to make that very apparent. And if you followed any bit of the her depth trial, can't believe we're talking about this. Of all Here we are. Time, but yeah. Here we are. But you would know that money can uh, hide those flaws. And money can't buy me love either. I mean, let's face it, right? We're talking to Pesh mode. We might as well quote the Beatles. Howard, what's going on, dude? Newer name. Welcome. Thank you, Thank you for that super chat. Uh, appreciate helping us keep the lights on, Howard. Big T says, since tomorrow is Friday the 13th, uh-oh, go get your hockey goalie mask. It's Jason from the <laughs> horror movies. Um, and the only Friday the 13th of this year, I'm going to be brave and say 13 wins. Let's see. There we go. Well, oh, i got to turn it like this. There, 13 wins. I feel it, dude. I could see it. I'm going to take the slide over on a 10 and a half wins over and under. I'm going to say I see 12 wins. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, anywhere from I think 11 to 12 is a pretty fair, honestly, uh, realistic project projection. Again, we're not predicting this based off Drew Locke and Vic Fangio this time around. All right, we're talking about uh, although their empirical evidence isn't really there for, say, Nathaniel Hackett, it's there for Russ. And I'm going to believe I'm going to I'm going to kind of lean on that to inform some of my predictions this offseason. Gary, okay, I'm still going 13 and four, but I'll be happy if the Broncos only get 10 wins. Yeah, dude. I mean. They got nine in 2016, dang close, still missed the playoffs. But the last time this team won double-digit games, they won the Super Bowl, Zach. So there's that. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard for a team that's been as bad as the Broncos have been to poo-poo 10 wins as like something that's not good enough. But when you bring in Russell Wilson, I think the expectation is you swing for the fences and the fences aren't at 10 wins. The fences are 13, 14 wins and cruising into the postseason. I'd be happy with that record, but by no means would I be satisfied because I'm expecting at the minimum 11 victories. Yes, indeed. Um, Thank you, Clayton. Clayton, good to see you, buddy. Appreciate you. One of our great supporters on Facebook. I... As I pull up the Super Chat rankings, got to tip my cap to Michael Ronquillo, who I know is going to be top five. And tonight, the, the rankings are updated, not counting tonight's stream. So, Michael, without even looking yet, I know you're going to be in the top five, and this only solidifies, uh, solidifies that. Thank you, buddy. He says, great show tonight, Chad and Zach, on the Mile High Huddle. Let's ride and go Broncos, his second Super Chat of the night. We love you. We appreciate you, Mike. Thank you so much, Michael. You know we appreciate you. Seriously, dude. means the world to us. And uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and uh, pull up the Super Chat rankings for our great YouTube community here to see where you stand. All right. Top five finishers on Super Chat. Those five names go into a hat. We draw. The winner gets a... Demarius Thomas jersey and or a Broncos jersey of their choosing. The rankings as it stands, Ethan, a.k.a. the DWI guys, number one. Michael Ronquillo, number two. Number three is the Duchess who has climbed. She's at number three, Michaela Parker. Number four, D-Dub, a legendary figure. Number five, Tanner Hulse. At, and at six, we got the um, Shane Tuttle, who's a newer name that's been climbing. Really cool to see Sam Bam 7, Mark 
The God King from Georgia, eight. Casey Nickel, nine. Mark Schrader ranking on YouTube and Facebook. I mean, that's boss level. Naj going to be climbing. Uh, Kendrick going to be climbing. So there you have it. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if I didn't mention your name and you've thrown down a super chat this month, just know you are helping us keep the lights on here at MHH. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, guys and gals, for tuning in and supporting the show. As always, that was the Huddle Up podcast. I believe that was all the. Uh, I think we're good for tonight, Chad. I looked. Yeah, at yeah. The comment section. So Sorry, guys. Good. It's my fault. We got to cut out right now. That was the Huddle Up podcast, guys. We are off until Sunday, same time, same place. Until then, follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, you know where it is, huddleuppod.com. And be sure to follow facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page and follow that page. Guys, if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-save five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if you can't do those things, please do these three things. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Yes, it does. And we just cherish each and every one of you. It sounds corny, but we do. Um, thank you for being with us. You might be listening to this after the fact as an on-demand podcast. I mean, there's 40-some-odd thousand of you that listen on a on the RSS feed, whether it's Apple or Spotify. So even if you're not in the live chat, just know. You are list just by listening, you obviously are supporting what we do here. And so we appreciate you being in the chat with us live, Whoa. throwing down a super chat. I Speaking mean, stars. Which. Golly, she's she's climbing. She's already got uh, a couple of jerseys, as she can see in her profile pic. She's uh, one fair and square. She's gunning for another. The Duchess with a bomb. She says, I must climb the rankings. LOL. Way too competitive. Way too kind. is what. That's what makes you a great Broncos fan, that competitive streak. And just your heart and your kindness, as Zach mentioned. Love you so much. Thank you so much, Michaela. What a great note to end on. Uh, That's going to do it, though, for us, guys. Chad, have a great weekend. Hold on. I got a shout out. Hold on real quick. Real real quick. Shout out. Tim Hoffman on Facebook. Dude, you demand. Gary Palmer. Zeus. Anthony Grove. Jacob Foster. Charlie Young. Travis Weber, Miguel Santistevan, Colby C. Collier, Andrew Baker, and George Fox, and then our great Super Chat superstars, the Duchess, uh, John Sandoval, Sam Bam, Michael Ronquillo, BG, a.k.a. Brian Greenfield, Rock Chalk Broncos, Naj, Zeus again, Aaron Peluso, Kendrick Ware, Howard T. Much love and respect. We'll see you. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.